There's a time and a place to be coy, but sometimes you just gotta let your freak flag fly. I'm Nika, a pansexual black creative who's passionately curious. And this, this is the Kinky Quirky Podcast, a show that explores, embraces, and destigmatizes identity, culture, sexuality, and, well, quirks. <laughs> I'm no expert at adulting. But I want this to be a space for us to learn, laugh, and grow together. So let's get started. Hey, Bay, it's I, your sorceress of the sound waves, your princess of podcasting, <laughs> Nika. And welcome if you're brand new, or if you're a returning listener, welcome back to the Kinky Quirky Podcast. So it's been a minute and I feel like I'm starting to say that a lot, but honestly, I had to take a really hard, long look at myself and try to figure out the fuck I was doing with this podcast. Um, As many of you know, I started out with my best friend and it was super exciting and invigorating. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this together. And then she couldn't continue. So I inherited this podcast by myself and um, I already have a podcast that I'm neglecting. So the fact that I inherited another one (laughs) seemed like a Herculean feat, but I actually wanted this one. I was like, this is a place where I can just be my my quirky kinky self versus the other one that's a bit more um, clinical, for lack of a better word, and more serious tone. So I wanted to let my freak flag fly on this one, but I became so caught up in making it perfect. And that's kind of the topic I want to cover today. Honestly, I've wanted to record so many times and I've stopped myself because I was like, well, what if it's not perfect? But what about the editing? But what about music? But I need this, but I need that. And I butted myself right out of doing it. There's so many things that weren't and probably will never be perfect, but it took the fun out of this whole journey for me. I think I've noticed that pattern in so many places of my life. And I'm curious for all of you, what are the ways that perfectionism and imposter syndrome are stealing the joy out of things that you inherently love? I'll give you an example. So I got laid off during this quarantine. And it honestly wasn't the worst thing in the world because (laughs) I was good at my job, but I think I had outgrown it. I knew it wasn't something that was giving me joy anymore. And I wanted to broaden my horizons, but it was a steady paycheck. And honestly, like as a black woman who is like, you know, first one in the family to go to college, there's still a very conservative mindset when it comes to money, right? So it's like, well, you have a paycheck. It's a good paycheck. It's a steady job. Stay. And I get that. I totally get that. Especially the growing up, you know, in a household that we had to rely on government assistance. Like I'm going to be an open book, you know? So my mom has multiple sclerosis and I was raised solely by her. My grandparents were around and everything, but it was me and my mom. So single parent household is hard enough, but single parent household with a parent, sorry, single parent household with a parent um, that has a disability is extremely difficult. 
And I don't say this to like have a whole what was me story. I'm not looking for sympathy here. I'm just trying to give you perspective on the struggles that we came across when I was growing up. I knew $20 was asking for a lot of money. I knew that I'd rather work my ass off to get it, like to have a job and to pay for prom and to pay for other like senior rites of passage in high school than asking for money that I knew we didn't have. And not to say like we had the biggest struggle in the world, because I'm sure there were people that struggled more, but you know, we were on government assistance a lot. And it was something that instilled this fear of not being financially secure into me. So when I graduated from college and I started making money, I stuck around in really shitty jobs that I probably should have left earlier because the financial security was more important to me than the happiness that comes with potentially finding a job that poured into my cup. So I say all that to say that now, um, thankfully I found another job that I fucking love and it's at a company that is amazing and they're actually one of those companies that show and don't tell. You know, like when we try to join a company and they're like, oh, we care about our people and, you know, we really hear about diversity and blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot of performativism, performativism. Let's go with that. <laughs> they, they're very performative and um, they don't actually do what they say. Yeah, this isn't one of those companies and it's a breath of fresh air. But I also changed fields. I changed sectors. So everything is completely new. And I am brushing up against some serious imposter syndrome. Because I'm like, holy shit, I've always wanted to do this. I get to do this. But what if I'm not good at it? What if I don't know what I'm doing? What if that shows? What if they think this? And again, all those things coming back and kind of, you know, making me feel like I'm working from this place of lack. It's it's something that we all struggle with in one way or another, right? Like if you're an artist and you have a blank canvas, I would imagine that sometimes you're like, well, what do, what do I paint? And if you sit there and spend time thinking about all the things you could paint and how you should start before you even make the first stroke on the canvas, I don't know how long passes before you realize you haven't created anything at all. A day, a week, a month, a year. And then all the things you could have created if you just did it become wasted time. Now don't get me wrong, there's something to be said for like planning, right? And for being cautious. I totally get that, not negating it. But there's also something to be said for just fucking doing the thing. You know, I was sitting around the house, I guess. <laughs> and I started thinking, I was like, all right, what does success really mean? What does it look like? Is success doing things perfectly? Did like all the greats, did Beyonce start out singing perfectly? Did like, I don't know, Lizzo start out just being fucking perfect? Maybe. But chances are they didn't. <laughs> chances are they fucking worked at it and they fucked up and they messed up. And we don't look at those things and maximize them. We're not like, mm, you, heard, you remember when Beyonce got off key? Remember when Lizzo did that one thing? No, we look at their successes, but there's a bunch of fucking failures that lead to success. You have to be willing to fail in order to succeed. And you have to be willing to be a beginner and to not get it right. I have a dear friend, Yezhen, and her and I are both Geminis. And we think very similarly in the sense of, you know, if you try a new thing and you're not perfect at it, that there's a problem. 
And like, realistically, we're logical, right? Like, we know that that's not the way, but there's something inherent that's just like, oh, if I'm trying this new thing and I'm not perfect at it, like, it's a, like, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Or like, why am I not perfect at it? I should be perfect at it. And like, there's this voice that comes up and that's telling you, you know, what's wrong? Why aren't you a master at this thing that you've never, ever, ever done before? <sighs> I wonder how many of you have the same thing, the same voice in your head that when you pick up a pen and you're like, I'm going to write a book or you pick up a paintbrush and you're like, I'm going to create some art or you, I don't fucking know, you you try to code for the first time and you're like, I'm going to build a website, but you're not perfect that you're like, fuck it, I give up because why am I not perfect at it? Give yourself permission to fail. Failing does not make you a failure, but stopping trying and stopping progressing does make you one. Keep fucking going because your happiness and your joy is worth your efforts. Think about all the people who are just like badasses and all the failures that you don't know about that made them as great as they are because every failure is essentially just a lesson learned. It's course correction to get you on the right path. So get out of your own way and get there. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to fail so that you can grow. Because if you're as much of a fucking plant mom as I am, you know that every once in a while, no matter how beautiful your plant is, you need to prune it. You need to fertilize. Just think of failing as fertilization. You're allowing yourself to get with the shits so that you can grow. <laughs> You're allowing yourself to be pruned and to cut away those parts that aren't serving you to grow. How would you know what those parts are or the areas that you need improvement in if you're not willing to shine a light on them? If you're not willing to fail, how can you know the right path to succeed? So if you're struggling with some imposter syndrome like me, which some of you might be, just sit with yourself for a moment and try to parent your inner child. Sit there, look at them hang out with them, talk to them, <laughs> play with them, and really wonder the way that you're talking to yourself now, the way that you're critiquing yourself now, and all the things that you could possibly do. Would you say that to that inner child? Would you look at the five, seven, 10-year-old version of yourself and say, mm, you shouldn't even try because you might fail? Don't even worry about it. Just sit there. Just think of all the things that could go wrong. Don't even put yourself out there. Would you put that kid in that box? Should you put that kid in that box? So why would you keep doing this to yourself? Be like uh, Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing and get baby out of the corner, okay? <laughs> I know I'm being corny as fuck, but it's okay. It's worth it. And I hope you're smiling with me right now. I hope you're laughing with me right now, but I hope you're reflecting I hope you're checking in with yourself and checking in on your heart and asking yourself, what are the things that you're allowing to be roadblocks? How are you standing in your own way? And how do you push past that? How do we get to the other side of fear? Because that's where change happens. That's where growth happens. And I want you to grow. You deserve to grow. This has been a hard fucking two years, okay? We have seen some shit. We have done some shit. And it's your time. It doesn't matter what else is going on in the world. It doesn't matter what the expectations are. It doesn't matter what the deadlines are. Those things are always going to be there. And again, if you're not okay, you can't help anybody else be okay. So if you're not pursuing your joy, how are you going to get there? Who else is going to do it for you? 
because you can look for joy in other people. And yes, you can find happiness in different aspects. I get a lot of joy from my tribe, from hanging out with my friends, from hanging out with my cat, from pruning my plants, from going on dates, like all of that stuff pours into me in different ways. But there is a way that I pour into my own cup and pour into myself and pursue my joy that no one else can give me. And I want that for you. I feel like I'm having an Oprah moment, but you know, it is what it is. You know what you get when you tune into this podcast. All of that being said, take a moment this week to ask yourself, what's on your heart? What do you really, truly want and how can you get there? What does fear look like for you and how is it manifesting? Is it causing roadblocks? And if it is, how can we break those bitches down so you can get what you want and need and deserve? Maybe ask yourself just that. What do you deserve? Hmm. Well, I'm going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) I will say that in an effort to be the change that I seek in the world, I'm going to start being more regular with this podcast. You might get shorter episodes like I'm sure today's will be. You might get longer episodes. I'm going to have more conversations because sometimes I get tired of talking to myself. And I still hope some of y'all chime in through email or, you know, sending a voice message on Anchor. I really do want this to be a collaborative experience, but if it's not the right time, that's cool too. I am also going to be less of a perfectionist. So if you have heard some background noise during this podcast, I apologize if it's bothersome, but that is going to be the way things go. Because if I sit here and critique every little thing, I'm not going to make things happen. And like I said, consistency is the way to success, at least for me. So I'm going to be consistent, and part of that looks like not worrying about every little sound in the background. Well, that being said, let's move on to this week's kink or quirk of the week. Hmm. You know, I think my kink or quirk of the week, I don't know. I guess it's more quirk than kink, but uh, I could see how it works as a kink for some people if people fetishize it. But tattoos, man. Oh. Like, I have a tattoo. Um, I have a tattoo that means a lot to me because one of my very best friends passed away. And um, actually, my two other best friends who have been on this podcast, um, we all went to get a tattoo together. That is the same tattoo. Um, And it represents all four of us. So we're always connected in one way or another. And it's been a couple years since I got that one. And it's very meaningful and symbolic. But since then, I've been itching for more ink. Like, does this happen to everybody? Is it just like a gateway drug that once you get your first tattoo, your body's like, give me more? Um, Yeah, I've been looking at a couple different studios. There's a really cool one in Manhattan called Ephemeral, where it's different because they use um, plant-based ink, I think. So over the course of 12 to 15 months, the ink fades. So if you wanted to test out test out a design before you commit to it, you definitely could. Um, I'm going to do that with some experimental designs that I'm not sure if I want to be long-term, but I'm also going to get some other tattoos that are long-term. I'm thinking a full sleeve. I want to get a full sleeve, so we'll see how that goes. But there's something about 
going after something that you know is going to be permanent yet painful, it's like not trial by fire. I don't know what it is, but there's something addictive about it. It's like you feel it being forged onto you. There's so many things in life that are permanent, but there's no, um, like right, not right a passage, but there's no like entry to it. It's just like over time, you're like, oh, this is a permanent thing, except for I guess pregnancy because you feel that. But this is something that you're choosing, something that's going to be a part of you and something that is long lasting. And I feel like there aren't many things like that. Like, yeah, I choose my glasses, but I change them every couple of years, right? Or I'll choose like, I don't know, veneers maybe, but it's not the same. It's like, this is something that you're like, this is an expression of me. This is the internal being externalized on my skin permanently. And there's something so fucking badass about that. And I cannot wait to get more tattoos. I actually want to create an episode um, that's about the way that people are reclaiming their bodies with tattoos. And it's not just victims of physical violence or breast cancer survivors, but it's also people who've been sexually abused. Um, it's people who have lost limbs. It's it's just such a therapeutic experience that folks use in many different ways. And I can't wait to dive into that rabbit hole with y'all. But that's what's on my heart this week. And I guess on my skin, I will get my ephemeral tattoo, not later this month, in September. September 1st is when I'm going for my tattoo. So I'll update y'all on that experience and what it's like. Um, If people are interested at all, I can update you on how long it takes to fade, but I don't know that anybody's that invested. They also have a really cool website, and I think they just expanded to LA. So if you are on the West Coast, feel free to check them out there as well. I am not sponsored in any way, shape, or form by them. I just like it, and I wanted to share. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for this week. I think it's going to be a pretty neat and tidy episode, but I hope you all are doing well. Um, I hope I can stick to my guns and record much more regularly. Again, some episodes will be pretty light like this. Others will be more fun in depth conversations. There, there will be some surprises here and there. But uh, oh, also, I guess if you're interested, I should have probably mentioned this earlier. That other podcast that I was mentioning is called Lady Parts. Um, long story short. I had a huge uh, fibroid, a uterine fibroid that was uh, the size of a volleyball. And I had to have a myomectomy, which is similar to a C-section, to get it removed. There was a lot of craziness leading up to it. And maybe one day I'll tell that story on this one too, just so y'all know what's going on. But yeah, there was a lot of craziness. And after I finally got it removed, I just, I wanted to kind of share that story with the world. And I, I started talking to a bunch of women uh, friends and family and realize that everybody had a fucking horror story about female health and wellness and the medical system. So I'm talking to women and sharing their stories in a really powerful way. So if you're in- more into that, feel free to check out Lady Parts. Um, I guess I could leave the link to that one in the show notes. But yeah, and if you have any questions about the fibroid journey, if you or someone you know are going through it, I honestly am an open book. Feel free to reach out. You can reach me at kinkyquirkypod at gmail.com. Um, also, helloladyparts at gmail.com. Pick your poison. Uh, you can leave a voice message if you want to at anchor.fm backslash kinkyquirky. And I think that's it. 
I made an episode, y'all. <laughs> I hope you like the new format. I hope I inspired you to take a look at yourself and to just kind of realize that you deserve joy because you do. We all do, especially after these couple of years, you know, um, and I hope I inspired you to get inked because it's great and I want everybody to do it. <laughs> Until the next conversation, stay kinky, stay quirky, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.